You're listening to Orange County's only station with critical business information, Critical Mass, with your host, Rick Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays at 4 p.m., heard exclusively here on Internet Radio Station, octalkradio.net. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we here at the radio program encourage you to consider listening to the program live during our broadcast time. The show is brought to you by Succession Strategies, Commerce National Bank, and Smart Business Magazine. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience, make better decisions. If you're listening to the program live today, then you have the added opportunity of finding the community chat room section of octalkradio.net's website. Log in with your Twitter handle. This will connect you to our show's producer. Some call him the Nerve Center. And uh, he's just on the other side of the glass for me here in the studio. His name is Paul Roberts. Paul will be able to bring to my attention maybe some of your thoughts and ideas and even questions that you might have for Sam Murray, who is CEO of Manage Ease. I've asked Sam to be on the show to share insights into how she's leading her firm in the competitive field of outsourced HR services. From an initial focus on compliance and employer risk reduction, Manage Ease has expanded to offer a variety of HR products and services to business owners, business managers, finance managers, and human resource professionals. You're tuning in with us today here at 4 p.m. live to learn more about a fast-growing industry, which is the outsourced HR services, and possibly if working with a partner like Manage Ease might be right for your business. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back with our interview with Sam Murray after we spend just a short amount of time with our valued sponsors. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire? or try and pass that business on to your children. At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Math for Business might be the answer for you. 
Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you. Providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plans and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. As promised, our featured guest today is Sam Murray, CEO of Managees. And let me welcome Sam to the program. Welcome to the program, Sam. Thank you, Rick. It's great to hear from you. Let's begin the interview very simply by asking you to talk to our audience a little bit about your professional path to Managees. If you could talk maybe about your professional experience prior to Managees, uh, that would be very beneficial. Well, um, I about 15 years ago, I ended a career in law firms. I managed law firms as uh, is what I had done for many, many years, and I was responsible for the risk management uh, in the firms that I worked in as part of my job. I started um, after my firm decided to um, split up, I decided to move on and address just risk management for uh, small businesses. Why did you choose small businesses? Well, I thought that they would need help uh, without having a full-time HR person or uh, manager, administrator of their companies. And I, I primarily focused on law firms because that was what I was familiar with. Over time, I started to see that most law firms and eventually other clients that I gathered were not prepared at all for the eventual lawsuit that would happen because they didn't have the right documentation in place. When you say small, what do you mean by small? I originally targeted companies that were somewhere between 20 and 40 employees. Of course, now that outsourcing has become more popular, much larger companies come and seek our services. And so we're going to talk about the outsourced HR services market in a little bit. And I do know that, it, you know, from talking with you and others in the field, that it's, it's an exciting place to be. But before we get there, let's talk a little bit more about managees. Um, can you share with us? the particular focus of your firm, you know, what makes it different? Why do clients pick your firm other over other potential suppliers they perceive might be able to do a similar service as managees? I think in a market that is more litigious than ever before, having your HR services just relegated to an administrative function of paperwork is not enough. The way we have differentiated ourselves in our marketplace is by being experts. All of our people that work in the field and manage our hotlines are certified either with an HR certification, some of whom have also California certificates and uh, paralegal certificates, and then for those that focus on uh, payroll and wage and hour law in that area, they have payroll certifications as well. 
So we've elevated ourselves to a place that is above what most HR, if you will, HR outsourcing firms are doing. This is being at the top of the heap allows us to take a, a bigger view of what's needed in a company and make sure that we're addressing their risk at the highest level. So to have people on your staff that are um, trained and probably going back for continuous education, that puts a certain, um, I guess, burden, if you will think of it that way, as a, from a business model because you're, you're attracting those people that have experience and education. And, and so that must um, be harder to find, for one, those kind of people. And two, not, let's face it, not everyone in, in various professions wants to go the extra mile to, to get certified and to stay current on the topics of interest. So that must, I would think, benefit your clients because they're getting those type of people working on their accounts. Is that true, Sam? Yes. I, I think that's part of the problem, in fact, that a lot of companies don't budget for continuing education for whoever is handling their HR function in their company, and these people are failing in those positions, which is causing um, companies to look to firms like ours to be able to address all of their compliance issues. Now, that's not to say that that is our sole focus, but it has become, being experts in compliance has become a strong component of our brand. It's interesting because, as you know, I lead CEO peer groups, um, forums here in Orange County for business owners and their key executives. And every December, um, I invite someone from the legal community to present an overview of just for one area of this employment law. What has changed in the state of California in the past 12 months relative to uh employment law and the prevailing regulations. It, and um, a lot can happen in a year that has changed. And, it, you know, it, I always find it an interesting session because the, the business owners have so many questions just because in some areas it's almost counterintuitive the way the regulations work to maybe what some people might say are common sense or general practices of business. Well, I think that's really true, but and I think it's great that you are doing something on an annual basis, but I have to tell you what I'm observing in the market now is a big shift. California still holds the highest position of the most employee-friendly labor laws and of level of complexity, but many other states are coming up fast behind them where before California was really an island in a way. We subscribe to various... Um, legal subscriptions that help us stay up on what's going on in other states because we have many clients that have offices in other states. And every Monday we get an update about a law that has one or more laws that have changed in various states across the country. So it is a very rapidly changing environment now for what is happening uh, with respect to legal requirements in managing your employees. Oh, I agree. I think in no way do I uh, am I uh, suggesting that a 90-minute once-a-year review is anywhere comprehensive. But what it does demonstrate, I think, to the top executives is how much things do change. And you're right; it's it can be a weekly 
especially if you're outside of the state of California, you have multiple regulations in different states and authorities that you have to deal with. It can be quite complex. We're going to take our uh, our next uh, sponsorship break, but before we take time out for this commercial, I wonder if you could share with our audience the guiding principle that you're using as you're growing and leading your organization. Uh, you know, I think when I think of guiding principle, I'm thinking, you know, you've learned a lot in business, Sam, over the years, and has it developed a set of overarching beliefs and experiences that you have that help you to kind of navigate the firm through the growth? Of course, um, it impacts you. Any position of leadership, I think, is a changes who you are when you recognize that you're responsible for the livelihoods of the employees that work for you. But because we have so many clients, I have to say I see so many different guiding principles. So I think that's a great question to have. I've chosen to take on the assumption that I'm called into this position and I have a duty to my clients and to the employees that work here to provide excellent services to my clients and to provide rich career experiences for my employees. And as long as I stay focused on those two things, it seems to work very well for me. Um, I think obviously you need to have the other components that make you someone that companies want to partner with and that those qualities of integrity and uh, the quality of your work, those are very important pieces and they go towards your reputation and ultimately your brand. But I try and keep it really simple and focus on the things that I'm really called to do and, and those are the, the two things that I focus on, providing excellent services to my clients and providing rich career experiences for my employees. And as long as I keep repeating that mantra, it seems to keep me on track. Okay, that's the beauty of a guiding principle, <clears throat> and that's why I ask you to share it. We're going to take our second sponsorship timeout, a commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Sam Murray. But first, uh, let's spend just a few minutes with our value sponsors. My company made the switch to Commerce National Bank about six months ago. Our relationship officer was there every step of the way to make the transition as seamless as possible. We had an early hiccup with a deposit scanner, but they dropped everything and drove right to our offices to help. We couldn't feel better about our decision to switch. Instead of calling an 800 number and navigating through automated menus, now I call my Commerce National Bank relationship officer directly for any questions we have. Just knowing that they're so easily accessible and willing to help really puts me at ease. They offer the same technology as the big banks, but deliver it with superior service and training. They're also rated a full five stars by Bauer Financial. So if your organization is a small or medium-sized business in Orange County, you should make the switch too. Call Mary Miller, Senior Vice President, at 949-870-3863 or visit them online at www.commercenatbank.com. That's commercenatbank.com. Give Commerce National a chance to do better than your bank, and they'll handle the rest. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. And at the end of the day, the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. So United Way is asking you to make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because when a child advances, we all advance. (laughs) 
Be a reader, tutor, or mentor. Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge now at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This show is one in a series of radio shows. On Wednesday, we air our show featuring Orange County nonprofit organizations and their leaders. On Thursday at 3 p.m., our nationally syndicated show, Critical Mass Coast to Coast, features small and mid-market business leaders from across the country. All shows can be heard live here on Internet radio station, octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher, and other podcasting services. All shows as well can be found from our website, which is criticalmassforbusiness.com. Last month, we had over 7,000 downloads of the various programs that we aired in the month of October. If you're interested in looking through our archives, I'm sure you will find one or many Orange County executives that you know and people that you can learn from by listening to the interviews. Speaking of the interviews and learning from our guests, let's return to Sam Murray, who is CEO of ManageEase. And I wonder, Sam, if you could share with our audience how you're growing ManageEase against what are larger competitors in your industry. Well, I think there are many different types of competitors, the larger ones being uh, PEOs, which are leased employee relationships that primarily you are a co-employer with. And then there are very small one or two HR consultants that uh, try and um, address local market prospects. From my standpoint, what we, how we have addressed it, and I think it is very relevant for all businesses to think in these terms, custom contracts are what I believe our clients want. They want to be able to have input on the kind of service they get, the frequency they get it, the types they, they have, who is delivering the service to them, and have a more intimate experience with their service level. So in order to design custom contracts, which is what we really do. We meet with the, with the client and discuss what their needs are, where their holes are in their HR function, and how they'd like to see that in their work environment, and design a program for them. We also have designed our company in service groups so that you can imagine managing a lot of different custom contracts for 500 clients could be very challenging. But because we assign the client to a service group, they can manage 20 uh, to 30 clients and be very familiar with what that particular client needs and has signed up for. And the client gets to work with the same people where they can develop relationships and familiarity as opposed to some of these larger HR service deliveries that have anybody on that answers the phone, you, you don't know them and they don't know you. So at least that has been my approach, and it seems to be very welcomed whenever we present a proposal in that custom kind of light. And Sam, how did you develop that strategy uh, to compete? Was that organic inside of the firm? Did it, was it another model that you saw from a different uh, company in a different industry, something you're familiar with from your past, or 
again, like I said, did it just organically evolve as you've grown Manatees? You know, I think, I guess I would choose, of the choices you gave me, the organic uh, view. Nobody, well, from my standpoint, sales can be a very unpleasant process. Nobody likes to get rejected in the sales process. And so in order to figure out what is going to cause the client to say yes, I've had them tell me what they want. And that just has worked better for me. It's helped me avoid uh, some rejection, not all the time, but uh, you know how the sales process can, can go if you're selling um, you know, a red box and somebody doesn't like red, then you're never going to get the sale. So you've got to be able to design the box in a way that's appealing to the customer, and that's what I have tried to do, and I think it has just evolved over time. We always look for teachable moments here on Critical Mass, the radio show. You've given us a couple, but I wanted to highlight that one, and I'm going to paraphrase what I heard you say. Correct me if it's inaccurate, but I think you can never go wrong as an entrepreneur, as a business leader, listening to what your customers have to say, and if it's in the area of products and services, if you can develop those that meet their expectations or exceed them, I think that's a very smart strategy for growth well you said that beautifully so thank you and you're executing it well and congratulations so let's look at the other side of the coin that all entrepreneurs face uh, let's talk about challenges every firm has them they change hopefully they change from time to time many firms have seen significant challenges especially over the past few years as we've worked our way through this great recession but I'm wondering if you would be so kind, Sam, as to share with our audience a, a current challenge facing managees, and if you could just give us a sense for the challenge, but also the ideas you're considering or maybe you've already started to implement that are helping you to mitigate that challenge from impacting too greatly the growth of your firm. My, my current challenge right now is that I'm somewhere between the size of what could just be a local service delivery and a national service delivery. Because I've been in business for over 15 years now, a lot of our earlier clients have grown, and they have branches or offices in other states. Keeping up on the labor laws in those states is getting to be more and more of a challenge, as I mentioned earlier, but we have to technologically address touching employees in other states as their HR department. And so I think technology is something that every business owner cannot avoid. You can't short-circuit. The world is changing in the way we do business. A business here in California that has 60, 150 employees could have three offices around the, the country uh, that are doing sales, that are driving business to come into the California manufacturing facility, for example. Those employees need just as much care as the one here in California, and yet they aren't maybe the size that would warrant having an HR department locally in, in their office in those various states. So technology is, it has been a challenge as we've uh, stepped into a more national light, and we are addressing that as quickly as we can, and it is a challenge. Every, they say every 18 months, 
technology is turning over, and we have really found that to be true. So we just put it in our budget as a regular item that we know we're going to be addressing annually, any upgrades, um, uh, new, new methods, you know, moving to the cloud. We're, we're moving some of our data to the cloud so that we can still house or access the data that we need to be able to respond to our clients. Is it fair to say, Sam, that you wouldn't be able to scale your business model without technology as the foundation? That I wouldn't be able to scale my business model. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I think that is, is a very true statement. We've got some realities that we have to address uh, that can't be scaled. Because I, I find that the use of technology you mentioned the cloud and I've had a number of entrepreneurs who are in the cloud who are in that space delivering services that is such a fast-moving arena and such a benefit for many small and mid-market companies because of the ability it gives you and the access it gives you to highly professionalized services at a fraction of the cost that traditionally you would have had to put into your business to have the same kind of managed services and protected environment so I just I just want to encourage other entrepreneurs out there because we focus on growth here on Critical Mass, the radio show, and you need to put and look at technologies as enabling growth because, you, especially when you're in remote and distinct geographies, you just can't get there from here. You said that in your example. The, the sales offices don't require a full-time uh, HR person, but you need to understand the regulations and be able to protect the employer you know, and keep them in line with those regulations. And if it wasn't for something as simple as the Internet, which is kind of forgotten as a technology and sort of taken for granted, but if for those of us that have been in business for a while, we can remember the, the day when we didn't have the advantage of the Internet giving us such a wide reach of information and contacts. Well, so. now you want to be able to, to onboard a, client, uh, a new employee, and you've got... Uh, Skyping, you've got the ability to do it with video conferencing. You you can send their documents. You can have them sign them online. It has changed immensely, but all of this has to be housed somewhere. And business owners cannot continue, I don't think, taking on the burden of additional um, hardware to store more and more data because now we we virtually communicate almost everything electronically, and. Uh, you're, we're going to have to go to some alternative methods of being able to store and then easily retrieve data, and I, I think the cloud is clearly the direction we're moving in. And, and I empathize with those entrepreneurs who either have a business built on technology or her, or a pure play in technology. It certainly seems to me, and you said 18 months, I, I agree with that. It seems to me that their business cycle runs faster than a lot of other industries. If you're in and around technology, the half-life on new product designs and services, it's really shorter just because there's so much investment going into um, delivering better and faster capabilities that you, you really are on a little different of a bit of a flywheel than maybe I've seen in some other industries. So it's good and bad if you have technology as an as a underpinning of your business. It's, it requires a challenge and, as you said, planning for and investing in. So thank you for sharing that with us, Sam. We're, we're going to take our next, my producer's motioning to me that it's time to take our next commercial break, so we're going to do that. And when we come back, I want you to think about over the break, Sam, and hopefully you'll be able to relate a past experience from which you learned a really valuable business lesson 
but at the time it might have come from what it felt like or was a difficult or painful experience. So ladies and gentlemen, don't go away. Sam Murray, CEO of Managees, will come back to share that story with us and a few other questions that we have for her today here on Critical Mass Radio Show. But first, let's take this commercial time out. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. This is the sound of a flat-screen television hurled off a building. Now the new bike your kid wants. These are the things you could have all cast into oblivion. Because when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have bought with it. Use Energy Star light bulbs and appliances, and you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Critical Mass, the radio show. I am your host, Rick Francie, and I hope you're enjoying our show today. If you're not familiar or haven't seen the latest property in our media division, it is Critical Mass TV. Like Critical Mass radio shows, it's an Internet property, and it can be seen off of our website, which is criticalmass4forbusiness.com. You can also find links to it on our YouTube channel, as well as other video casting sites out on the internet. Each show is an interview with an interesting Orange County business leader, and I hope you'll have time to view an episode. They're only five to seven minutes long. Okay, let's return to our interview with Sam Murray. We're in the final segment of your interview here today on Critical Mass Radio Show, Sam. Before the break, you said we're going to ask you to share a little bit about a valuable business lesson that you've learned in your career. Can you think of one that you would like to share with our audience today? Well, yes, I can. And, of course, whenever you say painful experience, uh, it's not easy to share. But I see these situations happening with our clients as well, and I think every business owner probably has struggled with this kind of a situation. And when you've had a business for a long time, and as I have, you've had I've had many employees that have stayed for many, many years, some of whom you think of as friends and you've been involved in their families and you've been generous with them when, you, when you've had the opportunity to do so. And you can't imagine that an employee will ever leave the, under bad circumstances when you've had a great relationship with them over several or, or many, many years. And yet it has happened to me where an employee has left uh, under very uncomfortable circumstances and it uh, it really can throw you for a loop. Uh, it, there's obviously liability that can occur if uh, the relationship isn't resolved or the ending of the relationship is not resolved well and you could be faced with lawsuits and that's when, of course, you rely on your documents, you rely on all communication you've had with the employee, and that's where you need sound HR backup. But you're never fully prepared for 
a heartbreaking experience that I think business owners often don't foresee, and they think it will never happen to them. And I can tell you it's happened to me, and I'm an HR firm, and you wouldn't think that would even happen to me, but it has, and we have great empathy for clients when it, when it does happen to them. And so our business, part of our business, is really about preparing for the worst-case scenario. That's interesting. There's a book um, by the name of Navigating the Growth Curve. It came out, and I think, in 2006. James Fisher is the author, and he did an exhaustive, he and a team of researchers did an exhaustive study of 650 companies with 500 employees or less, and they were looking for best practices for companies that were able to basically successfully go from one or a very few employees to that kind of level of scale. And and he, he found a lot of good information, which I highly recommend the, the book if people are interested. But the major takeaway in what his research showed is the number one determinant of complexity in your business beyond anything else is simply the number of people that you employ. And the message to the CEO is as you grow your business, you have to face the reality that you're going to need more people, regardless of how effectively you use technology. And by virtue of bringing more people into your company, you have increased the complexity contained within your firm, regardless of the industry that you're in. Which is why I think, Sam, firms like yours, managees, that can help to offload some of the responsibility of properly leading and guiding and managing your employees is a very worthwhile thing for companies, small and mid-market companies, to consider. Well said. Final question for you today here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Sam, where's the opportunities for growth? Where do you see the company moving as far as products, services, markets? Can you share a little bit about your vision for the future? Well, I've indicated a little bit earlier that we're really looking to have a bigger national footprint. And the strategy that we've used to do that is to seek companies that have clients that are national. So, for example, an association of some sort, they may want to provide their members with a certain amount of HR services as part of their membership. Well, this puts us in front of a much larger audience uh, geographically, and as many service companies, we rely on a lot of business to come in through client referrals. So, we're anticipating that as we develop relationships with the, these associations of some sort, their clients, their clients will hopefully refer us to other clients in their geographic area and it will allow us to expand into these other states. Now, associations are just one form of companies that have clients that they may want to provide HR services to, uh, insurance Companies often do this or they purchase certain kinds of services from us to provide to their clients. Um, other types of organizations uh, that have a membership component also um, work in this way. Um, visitors bureaus and, and uh, certain kinds of agencies do, do as well. So, that has been our strategy. We've just started down this road, and we're seeing some very positive results, and um, I'm hoping that that's the strategy that can take us to a larger national presence. 
Sam, I have to ask you a similar question that I asked earlier. Um, again, where did the inspiration for this strategy come from? I don't know what pushes a business owner to want to succeed in a, in a greater way. I believe in the services that we provide, and I want other people to benefit from that. I think that is my inspiration, but I, I think also as a smaller growing business, you're faced with where do I go from here? You, you, your company is always in motion, so either you're going to grow or you're going to split or something different is going to happen because staying the same just never works. It does, you can't stay the same. Everything is changing all around you all the time. So I don't know that I have a great answer for you as to what my inspiration was. It just was obvious to me that that was the path I needed to go down to maintain a healthy company and to share with more businesses the expertise that we've developed. Thank you. Uh, final question. It's an easy one, but an important one. If someone would like to learn more about you and your firm, Managees, how do they find you online? Well, we are simply www.managees.com, and that's M-A-N-A-G-E-A-S-E. It's a blended word of manage and ease. But they can also contact me directly uh, through my email address, which is simply sam at managees.com or they can contact me via phone um, at our offices, 714-378-0880, and I'm at extension 657. I'm happy to talk to anybody at any time, help wherever I can. Thank you for being a guest on the program. Thanks for being prepared to address the various topics that we wanted to cover today. I want to thank you for being a friend of our radio program as well as a member of our critical mass business community. Sam Murray, thank you for your time today. Well, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much, Rick. You made it very easy. Have a good day. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I was excited to have Sam on the show because her service that she provides is one in an industry that is, is growing rapidly. A lot of companies are looking for outsourced HR services here in the from firms that are here in the U.S., et cetera. And Sam's firm is very prominent here in Orange County. And sounds like now she's developing a national clientele and footprint. So, congratulations to her on her continued success. I hope you've enjoyed our focus on managees today, and that this interview maybe has provided you with some ideas or information that you can use as a business leader to make better decisions. The show was brought to you by Succession Strategies, Commerce National Bank, and Smart Business Magazine. I'd like to thank our producer, Paul Roberts, for today's show, our series producer, and the newest member to the Critical Mass radio show team, Aaron Johnson, our marketing communications manager, Kelly Faltas, guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard, and I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about our business and our media properties, very simply go to criticalmass4forbusiness.com. And so until the next time we have a chance to chat, this is Rick Franzi saying I hope that all of your decisions move your business in a positive direction.
You've been listening to Critical Mass, the radio show, right here on octalkradio.net.